So today we are going to spend a little bit of time looking at how the Hebrew people moved from the harshness and life-denying constitution of Egypt towards God's promise of fullness of life and flourishing. And uh, my hope is that in today's podcast, there's something special, a message for you, something to invite you into ways of living that are life-giving to you and to others. So stay with us. Alan, in our last section, you spoke about the fact that in the wilderness, and I like the, the term you use there, the wilderness school, that we get schooled into a new way of being, a new constitution and a new bill of rights. And, you know, those are all things that, uh, that I haven't seen uh, as easily in, in the text in, in, that, that, that we read. So maybe tell us a bit more about that. Well, the Hebrew people have come out of Egypt, and Egypt had a particular constitution, and it was a harsh constitution. It was a constitution of discrimination mm. where there was favoritism towards the Egyptians and discrimination against anybody else. And as we've mentioned, the word Hebrew is a summary term for marginalized peoples. Now, the problem is this, that when an oppressed people live under oppression, even if we dislike the oppression, even if we resist the oppression, sometimes the the methods of oppression get lodged within us. Mm. That we have to unlearn the very things that we hate. Sure. That we have to unlearn the ways of the oppressor. And so wilderness is a, is a school of relearning. It's the unlearning of the Egyptian way of discrimination, of benefiting some over others, and learning God's way where all are included, where there's mercy for all, where there's manna for all, where there's equality and fairness, where there's enough. And so God does this incredibly gracious thing. God invites Moses to say, you've been learning in the wilderness all these, the Constitution. And I come from South Africa, and we've um, had to write a new Constitution after apartheid, which was a Constitution of oppression. And in that constitution, we have a summary, if you like, called a Bill of Rights, which is a summarized form. And if you just stick to those Bill of Rights, you are honoring the whole constitution. So what God does now, he says, Moses, I want to give you the Bill of Rights. I'm going to give you the summarized version. I know I've been giving you the long-winded constitution, telling you this. And uh, for listeners, if you'd like to read the book of uh, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, you, you, Numbers even, you'll, you'll see lots and lots and lots of laws. That's the constitution. And then God says, come, let me give you the Bill of Rights, the Ten Instructions, or as we sometimes say, Ten Commandments. And those commandments are commandments of relationship. Every single one of them involves relationship. And so at the heart of the Bill of Rights is a new way of relating first to God and to one another. And, and that's what Moses does. And by the way, he takes 40 days to do the carving in the rock. Now, remember what 40? The 40 again. That's it. It's the 40 again. 40 being that symbolism of 40 weeks of pregnancy. So it was a new law being birthed, being conceived and, and birthed. And I also want to say that it was carved into stone to make it very difficult for people just to change it at 
a new parliamentary whim. Yes, of course. All right. So it's, it's relationship building. Now, please note, while, can you imagine this? While the Bill of Rights has been written, at the bottom of the mountain, guess what's happening? They're breaking the very Bill of Rights. <laughs> they, they're making an idol. They're using the gold that they took from Egypt. You see, they can't let Egypt go. They still think that somehow, you know, that's where their power rests. And uh, it's a populist, old Joshua. He, he kind of loves the crowd, you know. <laughs> so he starts, he starts some, succumbing, if you like, to what the crowd want. And Dion, this is very important for us. For a country to move from oppression and through the wilderness into a land of promise, we're going to need very strong and principled leadership. Mm. Principled as opposed to populist. Mm. So, again, from, from my perspective in South Africa, what we were so fortunate to have in our country was Nelson Mandela. Yeah, a real man of principle. A principled person, a principled leader. And that's what we are calling for in the world, in leadership, in workplaces, in religious areas, and in government communal areas. Principled leadership. Principled leadership that will honor relationship instead of being the populist. So we look at those Ten Commandments. Did you know, Dion, that Jews and Christians, when they number off the Ten Commandments, they number off it differently? I didn't know that. If you ask a Jew to recite the first commandment, they will recite it differently to the Christian, even though they're reading from the same text. How's that possible? Well, for the Christian, the Christian says the first commandment is have no other gods. Mm. All right. For the Jew, they include the preamble into the first commandment. So for the Jew, the first commandment is, Hear, O Israel, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of your land of Egypt, out of your house of slavery. Therefore, have no other gods. Mm. Notice, please, that the Ten Commandments then, according to the Hebrew, according to the Jew, begins with grace. And in the next segment, we'll look into that. Fantastic. Would you like to discuss this with us? Text us on plus two seven seven eight two seven eight five three hundred, or for more information, please visit www.mannerandmercy.org. So isn't that just a wonderful way to think about the commandments and God's uh, desire to enter into a new constitution, to constitute a new way of living with the Hebrew people and with us, with you today, and how God desires that we should live our lives in ways that bring fullness and freedom and justice and peace. So uh, I hope you found today's episode interesting. And just to remind you, 
There are at least 25 other episodes available already. And if you've only just found the podcast, please go back and uh, hopefully you find them interesting. The first few weeks we were doing a sort of background and introduction to hermeneutics and ways of reading the Bible. And then we we jumped into the text. So thanks for listening in with us today. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions, you can find my details and Alan's details in the show notes. And uh, we would love to hear from you.